Welcome to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Joyous conversations about what the afterlife evidence and modern science combine to tell us is true about our one reality. You have nothing to fear. You are eternal and you are perfectly loved. Knowing the truth changes everything. Now, here's Roberta. Welcome to Seek Reality. I'm Roberta Grimes and I'm so glad you're with us today. You know, what I love most about sharing all these Seek Reality adventures with you each week is the terrific, wonderful, gorgeous people we meet. I mean, the people I meet include you. I hear from many of you, and that always makes me so happy. Even when sometimes I'm hearing about a problem that maybe I can help you solve. I love hearing from you. Don't hesitate to reach out. Sometimes people will say, you're too busy, but... And now I'm never too busy for you. But there are a lot of wonderful guests, too, that you and I have come to know over the years. And some of them have become frequent flyers here. Um, people like R. Craig Hogan, Peter Wright, Sandra Champlain, and there are others, too, who are with us two or three, sometimes four or more times a year. And they always have something new, fresh, and wonderful to say. And that's wonderful and very, very special to me that we, we can give them a little platform, too, and I can make sure that there's a relationship that you can have with them. Our guest this week is another of those wonderful frequent flyers here. In fact, he's here for the 14th time. This is someone whose life story is so extraordinary. It took me years to become comfortable with it. And I didn't think I ever would be, but I am now. I can now say without any doubt at all that Mikey Morgan is amazing, but he's entirely real. Mikey Morgan and his mother, Carol, are with us again today, and Mikey is a genuine, genuine advanced being. He has achieved the upper sixth level, which is the afterlife level just below the source, and he last lived on Earth in the 1600s. But then he took a voluntary, his idea, 20-year lifetime that ended in 2007, so he could speak to us in the voice and with the cultural knowledge of a modern American kid. He went through all of that just so he could teach us, you and me, speaking directly to us through his mother. Poor Carol, she still swears to me she never would have signed up for this, but I think she's beginning to enjoy it now. Mikey Morgan is very, very important. Everyone else who communicates with us from the sixth level speaks as part of a collective of thousands of advanced beings. And none of the people, none of those thousands had lived on Earth for the past centuries Maybe many centuries. People like that can pontificate. They can tell us how what they think, but they can't relate to us very well. But by taking that brief voluntary earth lifetime, which, believe it or not, is an amazing amount of trouble for him to have gone through, Mikey grew close again to the earth's energy, and he ensured that he would have a living communicator whose energy was closely attuned to his, so he, he could communicate with us very, very well. He is the only, only very advanced being I have ever heard of in all of history who hasn't had to communicate as part of a collective, so he's very special. Of course, there are other young people who have died in recent decades, and they communicate through their mothers, too. But they're all on maybe the third, fourth at best level of what we think of as the afterlife. They have no idea of what goes on at higher levels or how the whole picture works. And yet they often will guess and tell us things that are wrong as if they know them and if they, as if they really are right. This is why I don't recommend any of the recent books 
that that are someone communicating through their mom. I mean, everyone means well. They're not trying to mislead you, but I have seen enough of it and I've been told enough of it by beings who know what they're doing to know that we that those are not really, really uh, attempts to help us know the whole truth. Mikey is trying to help us know the whole truth, and that makes him extraordinary. I have to tell you, just as an aside, I was very skeptical. And I, we, he's been on Afterlife Forums now for, what, seven, eight, nine years at this point. I have been carefully policing, I, I did for five or six years, what he said, reading it and listening if he was speaking, making sure he was right. I knew he was gonna, I was going to catch him in something, but I never have. Mikey really does know all of this. I've heard him answer all those questions. He's never made a mistake. And he and Carol wrote the best book about someone who had just transitioned that I have ever read. Together, they wrote a book called Flying High in Spirit. It's called A Young Snowboarder's Account of His Ride Through Heaven, which is the best account of the afterlife, literally, that I have ever read because it all rings true and he really knows. I mean, he's there and he's communicating through someone who has developed very good community. She was not, she's not psychic and we're going to talk about that before we go into the questions so you understand just how they communicate and what, and how they do it now as opposed to how they did it in the beginning. But all of this is real, and we are so blessed that Mikey and Carol Morgan keep joining us. They'll be here, I think, four or five times a year from now on. Carol, welcome. Mikey, welcome. We are so happy to have you with us today. Thanks, Roberta. It's always fun to be on this show. We enjoy it. <laughs> so let's talk about the communication part. You, when when Mikey died, that was a you had no idea that this was the plan, and it was just devastating. Anyone who reads the book can see how just how grieving they were and how hard it was for Mikey even to get through to his family at first because it was, total, it was a total surprise. But she she reached out to him eventually, and the only way she could really do it was by pendulum, which I didn't believe in at all at the time. T- talk about talk about how a pendulum works and why why it some, seems to work for you. Well, after uh, Mikey's passing, I ended up I was involved in a grief group, Compassionate Friends, and through a synchronicity of a bunch mm-hmm. of different events, I ended up being picked by uh, Sally Baldwin, who was a spiritual medium from the Dying to Live Again Foundation, and she did a all expenses paid retreat for mothers um, out in Sun Valley, Idaho. And she picked seven moms in the United States and part of Europe. And I was one of the seven. When I went out there, she told me that, you know, my son brought me there and, you know, this and that was communicating with her, telling her to pick me and this and that. And she said, I had this ability to communicate with him and she would show me how. And I absolutely thought she was out of her mind, but she pulled out a pendulum And what was really impressive to me with it was how it moved and seeing was believing for me because there were times when I thought I maybe heard him in my head telepathically, but I thought, no, that's just my imagination (laughs) happening. And so the pendulum actually confirmed what I was hearing and I could see it move over the small little letter disc that I used that Sally had given me. And as I worked with the pendulum, I could hear his voice at the same time. And this gradually uh, progressed over years of practice. I mean, for the first two years, I practiced every single day with this pendulum. Well, now it has progressed to the point where I do hear him telepathically. I still use the pendulum. I used it this morning to go over some of these questions. I still like to see it 
to see, to see it move. I mean, it's a fascinating yeah. thing for oh, me it's to a watch. Miracle. Right. And, um, but I do hear him telepathically. I mean, it's channeling and, you know, yep. so it's literally, it's, it's like I can, it's like I'm picking up a telephone and I can hear him in my head. It is the craziest thing. I never, ever <laughs> thought that right. this was even possible, but this is how I do communicate with him. I, but I still always use the pendulum. It's fun for me. It's fascinating for me to watch. But I do hear him very clearly now. And I even practice my telepathic communication with him. When I would drive to work, you know, I would ask him a question and I would listen as I would drive. And then when I came home from work, I would re-ask the same questions using the pendulum to confirm my accuracy. And over time, it really, I mean, I just really improved with my skill. Of course. And I feel like I get it down pretty good now. (laughs) Yes, yes. But this is something everyone that, you know, pay attention to this. This is a woman who's not psychic and lost her son and was desperate to find a way to communicate. Pendulum communication is not something I've ever recommended. I always thought it was hogwash. But when I first saw, and this was back in 2011, this was, this was, um, you know, a a decade ago. Um, when I first saw her do it, and saw how she reacted to it. And around us in the room were, I think, four mothers who, uh, this was at a hotel, we were at a conference, were four mothers who had just lost children. And he came through with dead on things for those, pardon the pun, things for these women to, to validate about their children. He told one woman that her daughter was really cute, which I thought was sweet. But, but, the, but the point is, it was real. I mean, I could not deny that what I was seeing was real. And it was the first time I'd ever believed pendulum communication was possible. But see, when she started that way, and anybody can do this, it, it helped to develop a channel with her son. And now she's able to talk to him in her mind all the time. And when she ta- when she asks him a question, and, and we, we, we've done this, she, sometimes just talking, and she asks him a question, she will often say, and she'll say on afterlife forums, answering your question, ah, this is what he says. I don't know if it's right. Because some of it has re- it was, it's always been strange to you, right? You never studied it, any of this. And it, so a lot of this was strange at first. It was very strange. I was brought up strict Catholic, and the oh, information wow. I was getting was so over my head, and I did not know what he was talking about. And so I was fearful to even post some of the stuff on afterlife for yes. because you remember I would I would get scared yeah. I'm like I don't even know what the heck I'm putting out there I but he would say mom just post it this is you know I'm telling you this is how this is and so I would post these things and ever so gradually I mean it it uh, it just kind of went you know and that's when I ended up doing those conferences and different things I've done a lot of different speaking for different yeah um, Right. Our organizations regarding this. And I just had no <laughs> idea. So I had really zero yes. communi- thought of this. I was yeah. up, up strict Catholic. And to this day, I still don't do any reading on this because I do not want anything I hear to be skewed, you know, skewed yes. or whatever the word Easy is, um, by out- yep. outside influences. So I just go by what I hear. I don't um, pursue it any further than that. And I do that on purpose because um, I just want it to be what I hear from what I hear from Mikey and have not any other 
influences from the outside coming in. Yeah, I I, I think that um, it's time to tell everybody, look, if you have a question for Mikey and you want to have it answered, just go to Afterlife Forums with an S. Dot com. Um, I started this in 2010, not long after The Fun of Dying came out. I started these forums, and we've, I've been maintaining them all these years, first for, for afterlife communication, but more and more we've been maintaining them primarily as a place for Mikey to answer questions. So I'm going to ask you later on to send me questions if you have want to have him answer them on the air next time they're on in the fall. But if you just have a question and you want to ask Mikey Morgan, you can do it. Just go to afterlifeforums.com and front and center there is where he can answer your questions. And, and Carol is devoted to doing this for him. He, she will help him answer whatever your questions are. So without further ado, let's go to some of our own here. Um, what, the way we do this, because she has to make sure that it's right, and he has to make sure that it's right, is that I send him them questions, and she one by one has, has Mikey answer them. We, we never get through all the questions for any given program, so we're, we're sort of backed up. But um, we'll start now and get through as far as we as many as we can. As I say, they'll be back again before the end of the year. So my first question is when – a lot of people ask me this question, by the way, and it has a very major significance, of course, in the abortion debate. When and how does the soul connect to the physical body? So Mikey tells me our soul will, uh, once our soul commits to the fertilized egg, that's when life begins. So we have what is called a silver cord. It's an energy projection that comes from our soul because we are energy beings. And once that soul commits to that egg, to that fertilized egg, life will begin. Now, um, it's our energy that sustains the life and makes the body or the embryo fetus grow. That's our spiritual, that's our energy that makes that happen. And Mikey says, if the soul does not commit, pregnancy will not begin. And so when we take like in vitro situations, so... When people have trouble getting pregnant and they do, well, I don't know even how, you know, they do the Petri dish or whatever they do and then they save the fertilized eggs and then they implant the eggs. Okay, so Mikey says the in vitro will not work until a soul commits to that fertilized Uh. egg. So they can put in all these fertilized eggs, you know, and and sometimes it takes, sometimes it doesn't. Well, the reason... Why it doesn't is because a soul has not committed to that fertilized egg that's going to be the embryo and, you know, as progressive as a baby. So he said, once the soul commits and the silver cord, the projection of our, you know, soul energy, energy projection embeds in that fertilized egg. At that point, then life begins. So once the soul commits, that's when life, when conception, when when the when it's uh, you get a positive pregnancy test and yeah. the baby starts to grow. It, it has the soul has to commit. The silver cord has to embed in that fertilized egg, and with that silver cord, of course, our soul can travel back and forth 
because of that energy projection. But if that cord severs, that's when a miscarriage can occur or whatever. So if the soul decides, well, they, they don't feel yes. ready to come or whatever, they, and that cord severs, then that's when a miscarriage would occur, for example. Right, right, right. Well, all right, well, look, you heard it for here first, folks. It, when does life begin? It begins at conception because there won't be a conception unless and, and I thought that's fascinating to me. I have to say just in parentheses here, I never know what he, what his answers are going to be. I know what the questions are, are going to be that she'll be answering, but I never I never um, know what the answers are. And I wince sometimes as, as she's starting to answer thinking, what if I'm wrong? You know what I've been teaching or believing, but that's never happened either. I mean, he always gets it right. And I've I've always assumed that has to be true, but it's nice to it's nice to have it confirmed. So, yes, every abortion is the murder of someone who was a, was a person. It's not just a piece of tissue. That's why I'm, that's one of the reasons I don't believe that abortion is a good thing. But that's neither here nor there. Um, okay, that's great. Thank you for that. And but the, the another thing people often ask me about is synchronicities. Um, you know, when you look at the top of your computer screen and 444 is the is the time or uh, there are a lot of a lot of times when people will see some coincidence and they'll think, oh, my goodness, that's a synchronicity. It's a big thing, actually, in New Age talk and in, in just in the in this community in general. So talk about synchronicities, Mikey. What what tell us what those are and are they real and or are they just a coincidence? Mikey will tell me probably that nothing's really a coincidence. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> he has said that to me more than once. But um, synchronicities are literally, he tells me, they are literally just coordinated events that occur in our life. And we are in a time-based dimension. So we have past, present, and future. The afterlife dimensions are non-time-based. There's no time there. So they can literally plug in things in this, you know, events in this life for things to occur to us to have an event happen. I even think about how it all coordinated for me to be doing what I'm doing in the first place. The the coordination of events of me getting involved in a grief group, then <clears throat> meeting people that ultimately got the email from Sally Baldwin to, to sign up to see if I could be at this event. It was just the timing of it was spectacular. And Mikey says that is because literally there are guides, whether it's, it's, you know, we're all kind of intertwined and the guides of other people, as well as our own guides, literally work behind the scenes to plug in uh, things, events, signs that occur for us to see at a at the perfect moment. And that's even how signs after our loved ones pass can occur. It's just like, how did this, how did this happen at this given moment? Just when I was talking about this loved one, well, because they can plug stuff in because they're in a timeless dimension and, and we are not. So they can make songs occur to send a message or make um, things show up that, would remind us of this loved one it's it's incredible or they can literally give us gifts because someone will you know give you something at a given moment of 
something that reminds you of the loved one um, right when you're thinking of them because their guides help instigate the action to occur. I mean, Mikey says it's a huge uh, work of behind the scenes of our spiritual guides and loved ones that can make this happen. And it is not a coincidence. These things are real. This is how they can coordinate um, events and things that to keep us kind of on our path of what we're supposed to be doing. This is how they do it. And it's not a coincidence. I mean, these things fall into place perfectly because of what's happening behind the scenes, because they can do this because they're in a timeless dimension and we are not. So that gives them perfect opportunity to plug it in. I still don't understand it, to tell you the truth. And I think I understand timelessness better than many because I spend a lot of time working on it. It's, it's, this is an extraordinary fact. You can be a, a widow or a widower and go to a, re- a store regularly. And every time you walk into that store, the same 35-year-old song that you danced to at your wedding with, a, with your recently de- deceased loved one. That same song is playing. I don't think that's possible, but in fact, it's true. I hear from people who have had that kind of thing happen. And Mikey explains it in his book, and it has to do with the fact that they don't have time. They also can can make us slow down or speed up in what we're doing. We, we don't even know that's happening. Um, we, we are, we're going a little more slowly so that that, time, that song will be there just when we enter the, the store. It's amazing. And and there's one thing incident that happened that's described in his book. He and his family, only three of them were in bodies, were heading off on a vacation. And everybody was saying, wow, we really need to do this vacation. This is wonderful. And the radio's on. And the DJ on the radio says he likes it. Hey, Mikey. Now, if you're my age, you know that that is the punchline of a very famous commercial. You know, have Mikey try the cereal. You know, he, he'll eat anything. He, he hates everything. I think that was what it was. But the point is, little Mikey then starts eating the cereal, and they go, "He likes it." Hey, Mikey, these kids. This is a. This was a thirty-year-old commercial, and randomly, but it wasn't random, of course, at all. When they all it said in the car that they were excited about going on this vacation, the, the DJ said that. I defy you to call that a coincidence. That's no coincidence. That was amazing. But he was able to influence the mind of a DJ on the radio at the same to to do say something at the same time his family said it. If you if you look it's at all, your life, yeah, it's amazing. If you look at your life, you'll see this kind of thing happens all the time, and you just assume. But as Mikey says, there are no coincidences. If there's a coincidence, there's somebody behind it who is probably not in body right now. Isn't that amazing? That's correct. And the timing can be, it's just can be so perfect. Yes. You know, and um, I I can remember telling Mikey, oh, you got to be, when I spoke at my first conference, I said, Mikey, please be with me at this conference. You have to help me. You have to help me. And so I was actually at the cemetery decorating his gravesite and I'm talking to him out loud and I still talk to him out loud. I, it just is, it's the human thing for me. And I love it. I mean, even when I'm on the forum, I'm always talking to them out loud. But I got into the car and I turned the car on and the song that's playing is I'll Be There by the Spinners. <laughs> and I think about that. It's like the perfect 
telling me of a question that I just asked him. And they can do this. This is real stuff. So, I mean, the more open you are to it, the more you notice it. Yeah. But but in fact, that's a very good point. If you resist it, you can make it not happen. So the, the most important thing you can do if you want signs from your loved one is tamp down your grief as much as you can. Open your heart. And anytime that happens, something happens, it might conceivably be a sign. Oh, but probably it's not. But it might be. Always say aloud, thank you. Please give me another one. That, just assume it was a sign and encourage them. Speaking aloud is important. And just believing is important. I mean, she, when she started with a pendulum, she couldn't hear him talking in her mind. That was how she helped him to open a channel. So now she communicates with him just as she communicates with you and me. Wonderful, wonderful. Oh, Mikey, we just love you. Oh, okay, let, let's let talk about exit points because this is another thing people ask a lot about. You say they're talking about it on the forums a lot now. What are exit points? What's involved in the concept of exit points? So Mikey tells me when we're in the afterlife, we we sit down with our guides and our other loved ones and our soul group of, you know, who's going to come and whatever. Be part and of the life. Mean, yeah. Yep. Yeah. We kind of work on what we want to accomplish when we're here. And during when we plan our, Mikey says we come with a general life plan with a few key experiences we want to have. Of course, our free will and the free will of others can change things along the way, but our spirit guides try to keep us on track. Mikey says we also plan some exit points of when we return. And, you know, I, I forget where I heard someone said, you know, we come here with a two-way ticket or, a, a, you know, a round-trip ticket. Yes. We come to yep. Earth with a round-trip ticket. And I do right. think that's kind of a great way to explain this. I mean, we come here, but we're all going to leave here. And so we do plan some exit points of when we are going to leave. Now, Mikey tells me, he took his last exit point. At that point, he really felt he needed to go. Now, people will say, we got in a big kind of debate on this on Afterlife Forums. Well, could he have chosen not to leave? And Mikey said, well, he could have. It's It's rare for a soul to resist. He says, it's really not that common to resist your last exit point. But this is the thing we need to think about. So someone asked too, well, did Mikey cause the accident? No, he did not cause the accident that ended up being his exit point. Mikey says what happens is opportunities present themselves around the time of our exit point. And then it's kind of our choice as a soul whether we're going to take it or not, take that opportunity. But things will present themselves that can give us the the exit that you know were right. needed to return to the afterlife. So then people asked about, well, what about prolonged sickness? Okay, so we have you know people that are very, can be very sick, but with this, and I think about myself as a healthcare worker in my profession, I would not have learned what I have learned in my lifetime. If I did not have patience, so everybody kind of has a role in what we're doing here and we're all intertwined. And even with sickness, there's lessons to be learned 
whether it's for the patient themselves or for the caregivers involved, a lot of learning occurs with sickness. Now, with prolonged sickness and people that, you know, Mikey will say, you, you know, people will see, well, they're just hanging on, hanging on. Well, they're maybe hanging on for a reason, you know, for more learning for whether yes. it's a family member or whatever. There's always learning involved. Now I'm going to take the example of, let's say someone's in the an intensive care unit and they're on all kinds of life support. Okay. Now it's um, basically there. Mikey says the soul has pretty much checked out as far as you have artificial means helping sustain the body. The soul, the soul is still connected by the silver cord, but the energy that is being used by the soul is less because you have this artificial means of sustaining the body. But as soon as people say, okay, it's time, you know, it, the person is no, there is no hope in whatever, and they turn all the machines off, the body soon, the, the person soon passes, the silver cord severs, and then the, the soul releases themselves. And that is one true corporal death occurs. Right. But right. Mikey says it is really rare or not common for a soul to just hang on, hang on, hang on <laughs> at a, a last exit point. I got a story for you. Sense. It does. I didn't know it was possible. And then uh, my mother was 88 and she went into a terminal coma. Um, the doctor said she could not survive it. It was not possible. And um, this is a true story. I mean, if I hadn't witnessed it, I would not. I wouldn't believe it. Um, I I was at her bedside, and um, my my sister too. I mean, this your mom's leaving everybody. It's time to really get down the platform and wave. She started to come out of her coma, and the, one of the first things she said to me was, she wasn't speaking very well yet, um, that her parents had been there and they had said she was supposed to leave, but she didn't want to go, and so. My, so my mom said, well, then take your, take your medicine or something like that. And they left. And, and, and I thought, oh, my goodness. That, but maybe that, even though it was 88, maybe that wasn't her last exit point. She was in rehab a few weeks later because um, she survived it. And I went in w- one morning to see her. And she said, they said, I can stay a little longer. And I said, who said it? She said, well, that a big, tall man who glowed had come into her room the previous night and said, we've decided that since you want to stay, we're going to let you stay a little longer. Now, I know what that was. She had no idea. That's a sixth-level being. I mean, if, if Mikey were coming not in a body, that's how he would look. He would be tall, androgynous, and glowing. And that's the way that mm-hmm. – and I, I was flabbergasted. So she had she did live past her last exit point. And, and what, to this day, I feel guilty because I have a feeling that – that the reason was so I would see what happened if he did. And I got to see what happened. She lived for another five years and she was a vegetable by the time she left. She had no activities of daily living. It was a blessing when she finally let go. So everybody, here's a tip. If you are able to, able to think about this consciously and you and your parents show up and say it's time to leave, go with them. If, it, if it's your puppy dog, whoever comes out, go with them because it's wonderful where you're going. And the alternative is you have to get to the point where your body will no longer support life at all. And that's not a good thing. So there's a little tip. But 
but yeah, that's ex- that's what, what he just said again. Once again, is exactly right. <laughs> yeah, it does. Mikey says it can. It is. He says it was possible for him to not go, but he says it really. It's. He says it's just not very common. But it, you know. But you, we do. You know, the free will choice is the free will choice. But we do plan. Generally speaking, we do plan these exit points, and um, you know, usually by the last one generally speaking, we will take it, you know, but not, you know, every night makes us every now and then he says, you know, it does prolong, it can prolong suffering. It can prolong, yep. you know? Yeah. That was, yep. it was not a good but for it, my mother to do that. No, that's all right. Uh, but no, notice that he, he didn't have a planned exit point after 20. Um, I think he said at one point, one was at 12 and one was at 20, something I like forget, that. You know, no, he, he had, I mean, there was a couple of times that I can think about where, there were close calls and there yeah. was one time when him and I could have been in a bad accident together, but see, it didn't happen. Nothing happened to us at all. Actually, we were both in the same vehicle. Right. This was when he was actually going to Colorado. And of course that wouldn't have worked as far as for me, because no. I wasn't supposed to be leaving. You were kind of important so, in this whole process. That's right. Right. So nothing actually, neither, nothing happened to either one of us, but you know, uh, so, but it, it is an interesting thing. It definitely is an interesting concept for sure. I, I would like to make one more point, everyone. Notice he was 20 when he died. One of the things we are told by beings not in bodies who really know what's going on is that when people die below the age of maturity, and we don't know exactly what, they're, what they mean by that, I would think early 20s probably, it's all they're always a very advanced being, maybe not as advanced as Mikey, but um, but I'm told that there are no exceptions. They're always an advanced being who chose to come back and live that additional optional lifetime as a way to um, help their families and people who will know them to grow spiritually. It's always a gift. Not all gifts are fun to receive. But if you've had a child or a loved one who's died, you know, as a child or a, a very young adult, then then that was not that was that was a a very advanced being who didn't need the whole lifetime, and that was a gift to you. I, I it troubles me to say it, but that's just what they tell us. Well, there's a song out there which I mean, yeah, there's a song. I forget who who sings this now. If it's the Beatles or Billy Joel or whatever, that only the good die young. Well, obviously there's good people that live older, but but right. right. Only the good die young. That's you know? true. Yeah. Oh my. That's well. But we're all. I mean, we're, we're good people. To, but you know what I'm trying to say is there. There's. There's something to be said for some of the songs that are out there. I mean, I'll tell you. There's. <clears throat> there's a lot of messages in music. Yes, for sure. <laughs> so. For sure. Okay. Now, there's another question here about time. How do they see time? In the afterlife, they, they, there's not time the way we have it, right? But they, but it's not like they're frozen right. in place. It's just that there's not time running somehow. There's not. I, I, I will never be able to wrap my head around this concept of no time because I can't Very even hard. imagine this. But people have asked me, and I've heard we're all are all our lives occurring simultaneously if there's no time. So That's Mike addressed this recently on the forum so mikey says lifetimes here in this dimension now understand we do go to other dimensions there's other planets and other dimensions that we go to for spiritual growth 
the earth is not the only one. The earth is probably the toughest one, but there's definitely other places that we go. But he says here on earth, our lives are occurring in order. There's a sequence here. The past is the past here. The present is the present here. Future lives are the future lives here. And when we come back here, you know, when we reincarnate for spiritual growth here, there's definitely an order or sequence. When we retransition back to the afterlife, the lives that we have experienced here, Mikey said, are with us. They become a part of us. He says they're embedded in us. So they are in the now, but they're, they're, what we've learned, the knowledge we've gained, is, becomes a part of us. It literally becomes a part of us. And so he says they're really not past, present, or future. They're us. Yeah. Oh, okay. The lives are us. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so he says they're not all, you know, it, here when we're here, there is an order. And there, there is an order. And so there was a person on the Afterlife Forums that commented, and this is kind of a simple way of putting it. She said, you know, it's like memory, okay, like our memory here, where we have a memory of what we've experienced here, and that memory is a part of us, what we've learned and whatever. And it's kind of a similar concept in the fact that what we've learned here and that has occurred in this dimension, because this dimension is is time, under the rules of time. Right. When we leave here and we're in a timeless dimension, it's part, it's a, it's part, it just becomes us. It's yes. us. And so, you know what I'm trying to say? So it's more than anything that we've taken from our life. Oh. <laughs> you know? It, it's it's very hard for us to understand, but the whole thing is hard to understand. Here we have matter, it's correlate energy. Matter, matter, um, according to Einstein, is just energy whose vibration is very much slowed down so we can perceive it as matter. That's the only difference. And time and space are also related. And in ways we cannot understand, all of reality doesn't have size as a characteristic. It simply is, doesn't exist. So that means that the time it takes to go from here to one end of the universe to another end of the universe, there is no time. There's no size there. And that, to me, when I began to understand about time more when I began to, un- began to put it together with the, the lack of matter, energy, time, and space as they exist here. I don't know if that will help you all, but that's that helped me to begin to get my mind around it. But it truly is a fact. There's no matter, energy, time, or space. It's a lot like a thought is what reality actually is. Most of reality, and we're going to talk about that actually next week with our guest, and and maybe we should talk about it now. Um, I'm going to jump a a question ahead. Um, Beyond this material reality, this universe that we think is so big, but apparently it's not. That's another question for another day. Um, Are the astral realms... Can he tell us about the astral realms and 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 how that relates to the afterlife and relates to where we are now? 
Mikey tells me the after the astral realms are of a higher vibration in our communication dimensions where we meet. <clears throat> so, for example, uh, a near-death experience, an out-of-body experience, communication dreams, those occur in the astral realms is what Mikey tells me. So yes. we literally leave our physical body, our soul does, because we can do this because our soul, of our silver that, cord. That darn silver cord, our, yep. <laughs> yes. Which is our energy projection from our soul that attaches to our body. We literally yep. can float out of our body and our vibration is of a higher vibration and we literally can meet up with our loved ones in these astral dimensions, yes. these astral realms. And that's where, I mean, they are experiences that are very real. When we're there, it, is, it appears and feels solid and real just like when we're here. It can be very elaborate what we see and experience. It is very real, but it is the communication dimensions for us. And that's Mikey says, that's mainly, he says, and they're of a higher vibration than the earthly dimension here, but that is where we communicate. And <clears throat> how far is that away? Well, it's really all, I mean, it's all the same all place. Around us. Yes, it's, exactly. all the, it's all in the same place, which is hard for me to, uh, get a grip on too but when you use the television example where the tv sets in the same place but every time you change the channel you see something different because the frequency of the channel is different yes yes that is the easiest example i can think of of trying to understand how this is yeah so he likes to use that example of the TV set that's in the same place, but when you change the channel, the frequency, it, what you see is different because the channel frequency is different, but it's in the same place. That's how you can think of all the dimensions that exist is like that. It's all in the same place. So it's not far. The astral realms aren't far. The afterlife isn't far. Yes. It's just a different frequency yes. of the same place, yes. basically, yes. of where we are. Yes. That's yep. how he describes it. And, and although it has no size, um, there seems to be, we're getting some hints of the relative size. And the... Astral realms, when we take them all together and all their different vibrations and all their and just all together, are apparently many times the size of, the, of this whole universe relatively. Rel if were we talk in relative terms, but still they don't have size any more than the signal in your TV set has size. Yes, is that's he always gets it right. I just love that. Um, we're, we're we're coming to the end of our time, and I just I want to say again, Carol, it's always such a treat for us. To have Mikey and you here and to and to talk with him because he is so he according to my to my guide who's who is not a slouch himself um, he says Mikey is as far above him in spiritual development as the stars are above him um, which which strikes me as a very poetic way to say it Mikey is a very advanced being Mikey is one of is is almost as high as you can go without joining the godhead and yet he he chose deliberately to come back 
as a kid and to act as a kid and to communicate through his mother and uh, Mike and Carol Carol accepts the deal now. So this is a gift to us. Carol and Mikey Morgan are very much a gift to us. And every time you come, my dear, I always once again say thank you, God, for this gift. And thank you, Mikey, for doing this. You're welcome. We enjoy coming. <laughs> what do you want people, well, well, Yeah, well, well, we all have fun. We have fun all the time. So what do you want our listeners most to take away from today? Well, it's, it's an interesting uh, situation of being doing what uh, we do here as far as experiences and challenges that we face. Mikey continues to tell me the importance of being positive, loving in our ways, kind. I know I say this every time I'm probably on this radio yeah. show, but That's okay. it, it, he, he talks about that we shouldn't judge others. We need to accept everybody for how they are. We need to get a better understanding that everybody has a different perspective and we need to be respectful of different perspectives because that's what gives different views here. We need to be able to forgive and to move forward, not hold on to the negative ick that um, is with um, holding a grudge against somebody or a situation because we're here to learn. That's why we come here. It's really all about love at the end of the day. And we need to enjoy life too. I mean, despite the challenges that are here, there's many good things that come from here and that we experience. And so when we are appreciative of what we do have, it just makes life that much easier and enjoyable. And, yes. you know, it's, it's not, we're, we're human, but we, we want to try the best we can to be positive in our ways it is, it is really important, and it does help overall in our spiritual growth. Thank you, dear, and thank you so much for being here. And, Mikey, thank you. Bless you. We love you with all our hearts, and we'll talk to you again in the fall. Okay, sounds good. We'll plan on it. Everyone, this is, again, this has been Roberta Grimes, um, Seek Reality, and I'm very glad you were with us today. These are always such special, special times. Please never forget that you are a powerful, eternal being. You never began and you never will end. Without time, uh, that seems to be a truism. Where you came from, where you're going back to, no time. Therefore, you've always been and always will be. When you get what that means, it changes everything in your life for the better. Nothing is the same. Next week, we're going to be cruising in the astral realms our guest will be cyrus kirkpatrick and he'll be here for the sixth time cyrus is a he's he's fascinating he's a brilliant brilliant young man who's one of a kind um he's an epic and fearless astral traveler he goes to those realms while he's awake and he's a traveler of the world too for those who are unclear on this geography and we talked about it some today most of reality is what we now called the astral plane. It could be 10 or 20 times the size of the universe. We're not really sure. We don't really know. And he, because it's so big, it contains just about everything. And it's scary to travel in it when you're awake because, you know, you. in fact, I've talked with people who just lost their courage. They can't do it. But Cyrus can. He, he's totally, totally fearless. The term size doesn't apply. Space, time, none of those apply when you're in the astral. Um, it feels solid, much of it, but it's not material, and it's just very different. 
I've never been an astral traveler, don't intend to be, although, of course, we all go out of body when we're asleep. But I've spoken with people like Cyrus. I recommend Bob Monroe, the great Bob Monroe wrote um, Journeys Out of the Body, Far, um, Far Journeys and Ultimate Journey. I think that's what the books are called about his astral traveling, and, and those books are wonderful. But Cyrus, I think, is the leading living expert, and he's going to be with us next week. Um, he's going to talk to us about what is life is like? Please join us. This is going to be a wild ride. I can't wait. And this week, of course, we've been speaking with Mikey Morgan and his mother, Carol, who's been with us for the 14th time. Mikey last incarnated in the 1600s. He's evolved to what we think of as the upper part of the sixth level right below the source. And like many of the most elevated beings, he was concerned about the, the lowered consciousness vibration of this planet. He wanted to do something about it, something big to help to heal the world. He did something very, very, very big from their perspective. He took a brief voluntary lifetime on Earth that ended in 2007, so he'd be able to communicate with us in the voice and with the cultural knowledge of a modern American kid. And now he answers our questions, questions from the sixth level, which is right here because, of course, there's no distance, through his mother, Carol. And the book that they wrote together, I recommend highly. It's called Flying High in Spirit, A Young Snowboarder's Account of His Ride Through Heaven. It is the best first-person account of the afterlife that I have ever read. And it's really a lot of fun. To, it reads like candy. It's so much fun to read. At this point, they're going to be joining us, hopefully permanently, three or four times a year. And we're going to be working more closely with Carol and Mikey in other ways, too. But meanwhile, if you have any question for Mikey, you can go to afterlifeforums.com and ask it. Or just ask it through the green contact block on robertagrimes.com. And Mikey will answer that question next time when he comes back in the late fall. As you know, I have my own nonfiction books, Liberating Jesus, Growing, uh, rather, My Thomas, The Fun of Dying, The Fun of Staying in Touch, The Fun of Growing Forever, The Fun of Living Together. Coming out soon will be The Fun of Loving Jesus, Embracing the Christianity that Jesus Taught. And for young kids, there's The Fun of Meeting Jesus. You can order all these books through bookstores or on Amazon.com, and you can find the adult books as audiobooks. If you want to talk about anything at all, don't forget the green contact block on robertagrimes.com. I answer every email. And I, I won't say, oh, darn it, I'm hearing. One woman is currently emailing me repeatedly and saying, oh, you, I'm so sorry, but I have this other question. She thinks I'm, I'm unhappy with that. I love it. it. It'll take me a while to get through all of them, but I'm going to do it. I'm happy to do it. Oh, everyone, meanwhile, this has been Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Please enjoy and please make the most of this coming week in our one reality, never forgetting, always knowing that you are a powerful, eternal being, and you, most of all in the universe, you are infinitely loved. You've been listening to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Roberta blogs and answers questions at robertagrimes.com. Join us every week as we explore what the afterlife evidence and modern science combine to tell us is true about the one reality we all share. Knowing the truth changes everything.